Amen. Hey, welcome everyone back to the Rock Church Podcast. It's so good to have you with us. We hope that your week is going great. We have a great panel with us today. We're going to go around the table and let you know who is here. My name is Shane Beeson. Going around the table, let's go. This is Michael Erdman. Uh, This is Jaime Gonzalez. And this is Tyson Lambertson. We have just finished our last sermon in the series, Pneumatology. So if you're listening for the first time, um, we're ending this series. We're about to start a new series called Continuity, but back to pneumatology. If you're joining in, you don't understand that word. This is really about the theology of the Holy Spirit. And uh, let me take you back. We've done this a few weeks now, and I encourage you to go back and take a listen to the past episodes, even watch our past live streams. But uh, pneumatology series included first week, we asked the question, who is he? Meaning, who is the Holy Spirit? We asked the question, is he a person? We asked the question, is he Pentecostal? We talked about baptism with the Holy Spirit. We talked about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then just this last Sunday, we wrapped up this series with the specific gift of speaking in tongues. Pastor Tyson, will you just give us a little recap? What what do you hope that people heard from this last Sunday and that they take away from them? Well, I think for the whole series, my desire was that people would know that God wants and desires for them to be powerful for him, mm-hmm. that he is an active participant in our life. He is not distant. He is ever-present. He's close to us, he's all-knowing, and he desires to have a deep relationship with us and give us the gifts to be powerful for him and for his kingdom. That's the desire of, of the whole series. And I think the desire this week was to talk about one of the most misunderstood gifts, but perhaps the most powerful gift in our uh, arsenal of weapons uh, for the kingdom of God is that is speaking in tongues. And so we had a good good conversation, and I look forward to what we're going to talk about today. I want to just uh, kind of bring out a quote, something that I love that you said, and um, I'll get it as close as I can, but you said something to the effect of, if the Bible says it's good, if the Bible says it's edifying, mm. why would we not want that? Mm. Yeah. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. So why wouldn't we want it? Uh, yes, this is probably the most attacked gift, spiritual gift, as many say it doesn't exist today, that it ended at the last apostolic age. Uh, that would be cessationism. I disagree with cessationism. We need the gifts of the Spirit more mm-hmm. present than ever today. And God really double-crossed Satan uh, because of the Tower of Babel, and now he double-crossed and gave us a heavenly language to pray that we don't understand, and neither neither does this the devil himself and his demons and so the demons have launched an uh, all-out attack on this gift and really has paralyzed it, so to speak. Mm. But I tell you from a personal experience, it's one of the most powerful gifts that God has given me for his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Mm. Amen. Jaime, um, as you were bringing this message into the youth, you had some great questions from that evening. I know you have one that's kind of highlighted. Uh, take us there and let us know what the youth were thinking and what we need to help them understand. Right. Well, right away, I mean, we, we talked about gifts and we break out to our small group and one of the students is sitting there scratching his head and wrestling. And he's like, so does that mean I have to speak in tongues to receive any of these gifts? And 
what does that look like? And does, I mean, he was even like, am I saved then? Or he, he just was really questioning and struggling. What does that look like and why? And, and this tongues have to be, and you know, is that the only thing that shows that I have those gifts? So that, that was yeah. this question. That's a great question. That's uh, a, it's a question that's been asked for centuries. And I hope, mm. I think we should back up just a little bit and say that when you receive Christ, uh, it's kind of like a well uh, and rivers when you, when you see this. So when you accept Christ, you have the indwelling of joy and salvation. And Jesus, was, Jesus promises us a well of indwelling grace to satisfy us. Mm. And so having Jesus indwell in us, that's, that's awesome. It's powerful. And there's rivers of grace, or sorry, a well of grace to get to know him, John 4, 14. But after that, I think is where many people uh, stop short. They never get water baptized. And remember, John said, I baptize you with water, but there's one coming after me named Jesus who's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. You go into Acts, and they're like, yeah, we've been John, baptized in John's baptism. What is, what is this baptism in the, with the Holy Spirit? And so there's all sorts of questions. So when you see this, yes, when you accept Christ as your Savior, He indwells with you. Mm. The first step of obedience is to be water baptized. And then there's more to empower you with gifts for His kingdom. Not for your, not for your glory, but for his glory. So when you think about this, no, you do not have to have the baptism with the Holy Spirit in order to be saved. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is God wants to empower you with gifts from on high Mm. to move forward in your walk with him. So he wants to give you this overflowing power of the Holy Spirit in your life. And we can see John 7, we see Acts 1, 8, John 14, 26, Ephesians 1, Ephesians 6, Romans chapter 8, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, you have all these things. But then once you receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit, you want to maintain that spiritual fullness, that Holy Spirit fullness in your life. And there's one baptism with the Holy Spirit, but it's our job to constantly refill. Amen. Refill. And that's where a daily relationship, that's where using the gift of speaking in tongues to to allow the spirit to your spirit to speak and God Jesus is up there uh, interceding at the right hand of the Father they're all God right all mm-hmm. one and so this is so important for us to see the importance of the baptism with the Holy Spirit now let's talk about this because uh, one of the initial physical evidences or what I like to say strong evidence of being baptized with the Holy Spirit is the gift of speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. Mm. I want to pinpoint something you just said, and then I'll kick it over to you guys uh, to continue on. But you talked about being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's that. That's something we do. We take action in. And I can just tell you guys here and tell everyone listening, one of the quickest ways that I get filled and stay filled is praying in my prayer language in tongues and having that time of worship and prayer 
with the Lord. That fills me quicker than anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I j- that's one gift that just, it's like a supercharged fill. It's like if I'm a electric vehicle and I go to the supercharger versus the regular um, battery charger, that's what it is like for me. But let's continue on. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I know um, in my own life, it's been a a booster for just the fact that you you have a days with doubt. You have days that you just feel down. You have days that you just can't seem to come up with the right words for this walk. And all of a sudden you have the proof that the Holy Spirit is in you and on you with this language that I didn't make it up. I didn't come up with it. And I know that it's got power because you can feel the connection that it brings between you and God. Um, there's mm-hmm. been times where I know that in, in, uh, times of prayer, times of, of attack, times of whatever, that the feeling, the, the prompt of praying in this language is so strong that I know God is saying this right here, this is where you need to use it. You need to let me be with you. You need to let mm-hmm. me partner with you to get through this. And it, it is something that goes so far deeper than an, an explanation. Right? Oh, I agree. And, you know, with me, honestly, I feel super like a child right now experiencing um, what's happened through this series for me in my life. Because, you know, not only was I kind of burned of this other sense of my life of speaking in tongues and experiencing something, but us digging into God's word and seeing that, man, I first needed to be, understand salvation, understand water baptism. And then now understanding there's this other experience that the Holy Spirit, that you can have with the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and that God desires this deepness for his mission and to gift you and to also be able to empower yourself and I experienced that a couple of weeks ago right, and it cool. was freeing. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so yeah. a couple of things that we need to make distinction on, uh, these gifts, uh, that we're talking about are the vocal gifts. Mm-hmm. So you have, mm. you have, uh, prophecy, you have diversity of tongues, you have interpretation of tongues. Uh, what you guys are talking about is this private mm-hmm. prayer language mm-hmm. that you use. Uh, first Corinthians 14 talks about this private prayer language. We look in Romans says, from utter groanings, from your spirit yep. coming out. Uh, so you see this private prayer language that you have as a weapon to take in the car, to pray mm-hmm. uh, mm. pray out in the park, and just a powerful weapon to use for your personal private prayer language. It says this, to pray in the spirit, mm-hmm. to pray with your mind, to sing in the spirit, and to sing with your mind. So using your spiritual language and your English language or Spanish language (laughs) or sing in the spirit or sing with your language. And it tells us to do all of those. I believe this is a private prayer language that God wants us to use as a weapon for our building up, Mm. right? And then there's a public gift. And this is where you see in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where it talks about the gifts of the Spirit, and then it says, hey, if there's a tongue given in the public setting, there needs to be an interpretation. And this is why. is because the Corinthian church was really messed up. And Paul had to bring some order and instruction to the setting 
because these people go up and start speaking in tongues in a public setting, and everybody's like, what in the world? Are they crazy? What's going on? And then, uh, so, so Paul says, hey, when there's a tongue in a public setting, in, a, in an orderly fashion, there needs to be an interpretation. Now, that would be like on a Sunday morning mm-hmm. uh, where you have unbelievers showing up, places like that. We need to be careful. Now, it does say tongues is a, is a sign to an unbeliever. So wrestling with that a little bit in the context. But I also think that when you come to a prayer meeting, a designated prayer meeting, I don't think you have to have that public... Um, Sorry, I think there's singing in the spirit, singing with your language, praying in the spirit. So it's a it's a collective. People are gathering for prayer that that can be used. Yeah, and I'll jump in and just mm-hmm. say the Corinthians were were had a lack of leadership. They had gifts. They were expressive. They were moving and shaking in the spirit. But Paul was their leader, and we know that he was going all over the place, doing things all over, and he was checking back in with churches that he had essentially launched and giving them direction based on what he heard back. And I love that you brought that up in Corinthians because um, we need to understand the the variety in the gift and the variety of meetings or moments where it could be used. We we were talking mm-hmm. briefly about praying in the spirit, but I want to go back to the Tower, Tower of Babel and you bringing that up because Acts chapter 2, uh, like you said, is was like a reversal of that where now these um, Jews in Jerusalem are speaking, but it's literally being heard from people from different languages and areas in their own language. And I think about this, uh, and many of you guys here in the room know this, but those who are listening, um, my great-great-grandfather was a part of the Azusa Street Revival in 1906, and the Lord moved in a way there, much like um, the book of Acts. And there was many reports, and my great-great-grandfather being one of them, where a gentleman next to him that received the baptism with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues began to speak in a in a Hindustani language that my grandfather next to him understood completely. But the guy that was baptized and received that language, he had no idea what he was talking about. He was just praying out. And then my great-great-grandfather said, you were just speaking perfect Hindustani. And actually they ended up taking that gentleman back to India. And that gentleman became a missionary to India at that time. And so the Lord moves in different ways. Uh, uh, Another thing I want to emphasize is this whole idea of, varying size of gatherings, right? So if you're in a large group and you just stand up and you begin to declare in a tongue, that's not understood by someone something, it totally makes sense to to that there should be an interpretation mm-hmm. for the group so mm-hmm. the most people there can understand what's happening. It's very simple. But um, if we look at Acts, we have various examples of other moments where smaller groups, they experience the baptism with the Holy Spirit, and they begin to prophesy and speak in tongues, but there's no interpretation. Mm-hmm. It was just a, um, a powerful, intimate moment with the presence of God, mm-hmm. and it, the, the intent of that meeting was not um, like what you use an example, like a Sunday morning large group gathering where we're, we're edifying the believers and we're teaching the word. It wasn't that sort of meeting. It was this smaller group gathering and um, where it seemed 
as far as we can see in scripture, that was a, an acceptable moment. And I think about, you talked about maybe a worship night or a prayer meeting. These are meetings where like-minded individuals, believers, they come together and it's not about them. It's about the Lord. And maybe the focus is a little bit different where it's pressing into that intimacy where the difference maybe um, even in acts in the temple or even in our day in the large group group gathering, we are trying to do something edifying all together in a large group. And that does change the dynamic. And, and I think we need to be sensitive to that and honor each other. Yeah. So, so I think there's some differences that need to be uh, deciphered between prayer language and the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues in the prayer language. The speaker is the main beneficiary in the spiritual gift, other people are the main beneficiaries. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in a prayer language, you are encouraged to do it all the time. In the spiritual gift, you only do it when the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Mm. And in the mm. prayer language, there's no interpretation needed because God is the intended audience and he understands it. In the spiritual gift, the gift of interpretation of tongues will likely be given so that people can understand the message and receive the benefit that God intended for them, which you know, that's all over the board. I want to make sure that we at The Rock are using the prayer language properly and the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues properly. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because it's powerful. And for whatever reason, uh, one of the most powerful tools has been somewhat paralyzed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we've been experiencing here at the church is people asking for it. They, they ask for the gift, and God so graciously gives that to them. And next thing you know, watch out. God's doing some amazing things. You, so good. you touched on something, and maybe we can lean into this a little bit, because Pastor Tyson, I thought, was very clear on it on Sunday. And But people listening may not understand. God doesn't just take over your body and start making you speak and force anything on you. Um, Pastor Tyson, let's lean into that. You talked about this is something that we do. Mm-hmm. That is a gift that's given, but it doesn't mean God shoves it on you and is gonna like uh, kind of like a puppet where He uh, sticks a spiritual hand in your mouth and just forces you to do something. That's not actually how this works. And I think some people that are asking or seeking the gift they kind of expect to walk up there and just get hit over the head with the gift of the uh, of speaking in tongues. And that's not necessarily how it works. Do you want to talk a little bit how you spoke about that on Sunday? Uh, can you rephrase that for me? Yeah. Um, short, in, in short, saying God's not going to smack you upside the head and make you speak in tongues. This is something that we choose yeah, to do, and it's a partnership. So it's definitely a partnership. And I think uh, just as all the gifts, you can ask the Lord to give those to you. And uh, we were talking earlier in a conversation of how some gifts are going to require more maturity than others, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And one of the easiest gifts that you can begin to implement was a speaking in tongues. And I, and I said this, I, I think it's a choice. I think it's a choice because Paul says, I, want to, I wish that all you spoke in tongues as much as I do, because he knows, knows it's such a powerful gift. Now, that's not to say that some people will not, they will receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit and have other mm-hmm. gifts given to them. Remember, the gifts are not for us, they're for his kingdom. These spiritual gifts are for his kingdom. And I believe that he wants, this is what I believe, he wants everybody to have this private prayer language to build them up. And mm-hmm. then he wants 
the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues to build up the body. So these are all to build up every good and perfect gift. And so I think it's a choice that you have to make. Um, and remember, uh, Jesus says, who will not, who, uh, what father among you, mm-hmm. if a son asks for fish, would not give him a fish? Mm-hmm. Uh, so our father wants to give us these gifts to help us defeat Satan and his demons on this earth and give us, give us a life to flourish. Absolutely. That's so good. And man, I look at Max Licato, a guy that in his tradition, speaking in tongues is not, not in his tradition. But he's recently came out and said, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, and now he's writing about it. It's pretty powerful. Yeah, so, powerful. you know, people like that, I, 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 I'm so grateful that these gifts are for today, that right. they have not ceased. And they will cease when we're perfected. I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm a little ways away from that stuff. Well, I was about to actually bring that up because in, in you first are perfect. Well, no, the, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. The You're first not, Corinthians I mean. thirteen and that verse eight: love never ends. As for prophecies, and they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. I hear that always used in a way of, yeah, it's uh, tongues. They're gone. Yep. They're gonzo. When when are we perfected? When we get to heaven. Oh, and we won't need the gifts of the Spirit because the Spirit is there, mm-hmm. present. Uh, Jesus is there, right? Yeah. So God is there. So all, all of them are there, uh, all in one, all encompassing, and we will not need that. I want to back up just a hair to asking for the tongues because I, I agree with you. I believe God wants all of us to have this gift because it does build us up. It gives us the boldness to go out as we see in so many instances in the New Testament in Acts. But I want to speak to the people that have asked and been told it was their fault they couldn't mm, receive. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about that. Now, that, because I do believe you ask, but it's not your fault or a fault necessarily when or you don't you're doing or yeah. something you're doing not wrong. Doing. Because in the beginning of what you just read, what, what, what father is going to give their son a scorpion or a rock if they ask for bread? And it says the, the father wants to give his children good, all, the Holy Spirit to those who ask. And it also says before that in the parable, ask persistently. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we need to ask persistently, and it's not that we're doing it wrong. It's almost as if... I mean, a good father doesn't always tell his kids yes right away. A good father doesn't always give them exactly what they ask for in the very moment they ask. But in persistence and when the heart is truly seeking God for the reasons that are glorifying him. There you go. I believe that's when it gets poured out. That's when the Holy Spirit is poured out. That maturity. And it's not about about elitism. It's not about you being wrong. It's not about me being better than you. It's, it's. God is the mystery. The mystery of God is not explainable. And we know, he says, ask, keep asking, and ask again. And there's an element of faith Mm. that comes into Mm. this that we could dive off into. But why wouldn't we want something that is scriptural and something that will benefit us in our relationship with Christ? Mm. Why wouldn't we want that? You're going to have to pursue it. You're going to have to seek it. You're going to have to pray. And I've seen people, yeah, come to the altar and immediately mm-hmm. get filled. I've seen people who've labored at the altar. Yep. 
and then all of a sudden they go home or get in the car or in Walmart and <laughs> yep. they get filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's not uh, it's not a formula. Yep. It's not candy coated. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, a silver lining. It's just something that you have to have faith and seek. And I truly believe that God wants all of his children to have mm-hmm. this gift. Yeah. I really do. And mm-hmm. I'll throw something in there. This is just my personal experience in helping walk people through this is that I have... I think I've witnessed healing uh, and um, as people have been seeking. So mm-hmm. as people have sought and asked and keep seeking, keep asking, keep knocking, the Lord has done a work in them almost like to prepare them for what he would have for them. And I think we need to just note that and and not mm-hmm. discredit that that sometimes in the asking, in the seeking, God is doing a work that is needed to be done before um, experiencing a, a new level with him. And um, I think that's actually accurate throughout the Bible from Old Testament to New Testament. Each of our journeys is not the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we are on a journey and we are walking. That's what it means to follow him is to walk with him and let him guide. And we can ask, we can seek, we can knock. Um, it's kind of a holy endeavor. Yeah. Yeah, I know um, it's through those those times of asking and asking for more that he shows up the most. And when I'm asking is when I truly have taken my focus off of the situation, the circumstance, the whatever I'm in, and I'm truly seeking his face, his desire, mm-hmm. his will, his glory. And that's that's the times that the most grace has been poured upon me. I feel like if I were to put it simply, asking brings transformation. Mm. The process of asking Mm -hmm. brings transformation in us. That's good. I'm trying to reflect. I think somebody told me one time that this is a gift, uh, a grace gift. Mm. It's a grace gift. And I thought that was very apropos to, to realizing it, how much it would benefit us and the body of Christ. Yeah. I can just say, um, as we wrap this up, I know we can talk about this forever. <laughs> Even just on Sunday after services at the altar, I know I prayed with two people that had a powerful encounter with God with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And so if you're out there today and you're like, it's not real for today, come talk to me because <laughs> I, mean, I see it all the time. So <laughs> if I see it all the time, how can it not be real? Yeah. Well, great podcast, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It's an honor that you would take your time and listen to spend time with us. We hope that this is beneficial, that it is uh, edifying and draws you closer um, to the Lord and encourages you in your walk with Him. Um, Jaime, will you uh, just pray us out today and pray for all those listening right now. Um, and we'll close this up. Sounds good. Let's pray it up, man. God, so thankful for this time. I pray for everybody out there. Oh man, just, just know how much God loves them and how much he desires to give good gifts to us so we can go out and to proclaim the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And so I pray over that everybody on the podcast and for us in this room that that is something that we constantly seek in our relationship with God. 
We love you. We praise you in your great holy name. Amen. 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 Join us next week. 